Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every Wednesday I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest news on Beyonce, Chris Rock, Kenan Thompson, Kenny Chesney, Nichelle Nichols, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking a question. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Here's today's STEM tip. Make your selfies look even better with science. Take your pics at golden hour right before the sun sets. The wavelengths made by the atmosphere create a perfect golden light for that beautiful face of yours. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Give, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news and celebrity news and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. You can also follow me at stiletto14. That's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O and the number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at tjonesgibbs. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a hot, humid, and sunny 89 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning or late Wednesday evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for your love and support. And uh, how's everybody been? Hopefully you had a good midweek so far. This week we're going to be talking about our uh, Beyonce knows. Apparently people are coming after her. They are mad, they're angry because um, they're listening to her new music and they're not too happy. Uh, Khalees, 
uh, it's at, come, came for her, and Monica Lewinsky came after her, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Chris Rock just got an apology from Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith had did it uh, via social media, and uh, Chris Rock uh, is sick and tired of the blame game, and I'll tell you what he said about Will Smith's apology. Uh, Kenan Thompson is getting ready to receive the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But um, not only that, he has been um, talking about Saturday Night Live and whether it's going to be on the air for another uh, 50, uh, a few more years. He's talking about by the time they reach their 50th season, he thinks that's when uh, Lauren Michaels should be calling the series quit. Also this week, we're going to be talking about country music star Kenny Chesney. Uh, He is mourning the death of a fan. I'll tell you why he's mourning the death. And um, Nichelle Nichols, the great groundbreaking actress who played Lieutenant Uora on the original Star Trek series, she died this past Sunday at the age of 89. Uh, Her her son had confirmed it. And uh, the thing about this beautiful woman who was she has uh broken barriers as one of the first black female leads on television because a lot of people thought it was diane carroll but nichelle nichols was the first one and uh she apparently was going to leave the show after a while but uh martin having a meeting with martin luther king jr what he said to her made her decide to stay on. So we're going to be remembering this groundbreaking actress. And uh, also, oh, Harry Styles has reportedly signed a five-film deal with Marvel Studio. Unbelievable. So let's get started. Um, you know, Beyonce, uh, the thing about Beyonce, um, she does listen to critics. She does listen to a lot of people. And the pop superstar is removing a offensive term for disabled people from the lyrics of her new album, Renaissance, after a furious backlash from campaigners. She announced the move on Monday, August 1st, after it was called a, a bleast and offensive by disability charities and activists. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, in the song he did, co-written with rapper Drake, Beyonce used a derogatory term for uh, splastic dysplasia, a form of cerebral palsy in the line, splashing on that ass, splash on that ass. That was one of the lines in the song. A representative for the musician told insiders on Monday, August 1st, that the lyrics will be changed, saying that the word, not used intentionally in a harmful way, will be replaced. Now, in June, musician Lizzo was also criticized for using the same term in the song Girls from her new album special. She apologized and replaced the lyrics, saying she had never wanted to promote derogatory language, adding, quote, as a fat black woman in America, I have had many hurtful words used against me, so I understand the power words can have, whether intentionally or, in my case, unintentionally, unquote. And Beyonce knows uh, seemingly doesn't want any more drama with singer Khalees. 
uh, having been slammed by the latter for using her sample for energy off of Renaissance, the 28-time Grammy winner decided to remove the milkshake sample from her track her new track. Uh, the controversial sampling has been erased from Apple Music and Tidal, according to Rolling Stone. And however, BuzzFeed reported that the sample is still included in the lyrics video of the song that was dropped on YouTube on July 28th. This arrived after uh, Khalees dissed Beyonce in an Instagram comment while reacting to an article about the matter. And this is what she argues. She said, quote, my mind is blown, too, because the level of disrespect and utter ignorance of all three parties involved is astounding. I heard about this the same way everyone else did, unquote. Now, she was not done getting things off her chest. The ex-wife of Nas fumed in an Instagram video. She said, quote, the definition of collaboration means that we are working together, there's no working together if you are not even checking to see if everything's cool. That's a problem. Now, Khalees also called out Pharrell Williams, who wrote and produced Milkshake with his uh, group, the Neptunes, uh, producing partner, Chad Hugo. She labeled him very very petty for not reaching out to her after an interpolation of her uh, smash single. Now, Khalees later added, saying, quote, I have the right to be frustrated. Why? Because no one had the human decency to call and be like, yo, would like to use your record, unquote. Um, and I can understand where she's coming from. And I noticed that, and I always thought that that was automatically a given. Anytime when a recording artist use a sample of another artist's music or whatever, they're supposed to get permission. I never forget when Alicia Keys, her first album, when she redid the song uh, You Don't Call Me Anymore, which was written by Prince and was sung by Prince, that the first thing that they told Alicia Keys, um, they say, that's fine if you want to do the song, but you have to let Prince know that you're, you got to get permission from Prince to use it. And she said right out the gate that she didn't know she had to do that. So a lot of artists... And I'm surprised because a lot of artists who, you know, that was Alicia Keys' first time, you know, she just started out. But Beyonce been out here for a while. So I would think that would be a given automatically to know that, you know, if I'm going to sample a song or whatever, i got to get permission from the original artist. Um, even Monica Lewinsky, uh, Lewinsky came for Beyonce because she found out that now that she um, is changing the lyrics and she's uh, changing the lyrics and she's cooperating with Khalees to not even put that song on her album, she wants Beyonce, Monica Lewinsky wants Beyonce to remove a reference to her from one of her old songs. The former White House intern who infamously had an affair with then-President Bill Clinton with the scandal leading to his impeachment in 1998 suggested that the Crazy in Love hitmaker should, charge, uh, should change sorry, the lyrics to her 2013 hit, Partition, after the 40-year-old star pledged to remove the slur from her new song, Heated. And tweeting an article from Variety about the change to Heat It, Monica wrote, mm, while you're at it, 
hashtag partition. So Monica said, you know, if you're doing all these changes and, and, and whatever, you should do the same for that song partition because um, apparently uh, there's a part in the song where uh, Monica said that it was the other way around when it came to Bill Clinton, you know. So just, you know, everybody's coming after B, you know. Uh, but um, Beyonce said, you know what, I'm hearing you, I hear you, I see you, and you know what, I'm going to cha- make the changes so you don't have to worry. Uh, Chris Rock is sick of the blame game. The comic on Friday appeared to reference having been slapped by Will Smith at this year's Academy Awards just hours after Smith took to Facebook with a long-awaited apology. Now, this is what uh, Chris Rock said. He said, "Quote: Everybody is trying to be is trying to be a effing victim. If everybody claimed to be a victim, then nobody will hear the real victim." This is what the Brooklyn raised funny man said, according to the outlet. He said, "Even me getting smacked by Sugar Smith. I guess that's Sugar Knight. I'm sorry." I went to work the next day. I got kids, unquote. Now, Rock later told the audience, anyone who says words hurt has never been punched in the face. Smith on Friday appeared sober in a nearly six-minute video he posted to social media, noting that he had fogged out by the time he accepted the Best Actor Award for King Richard and failed to apologize to Rock during his speech. While he apologized to both Rock and his family, including the the latter younger brother and Smith's formerly close friend, Tony Rock, as well as his own family, the Hitch star continues to describe the altercation as a form of defense after feeling disrespected. He clarified he viewed it as an unacceptable behavior. Now, Smith slapped Rock as the comedian joked that the shorter hairstyle sported by Jada Pickett Smith, who publicly suffered from alopecia, looked akin to G.I. Uh, Jane too. Uh, Rock last weekend made similar remarks during his Homedale, New Jersey show, but added at the time that he is not a victim. And speaking of Chris Rock, he's getting animated for his next gig. His autobiographical sitcom will be rebooted as an animated series titled Everybody Still Hates Chris. MTV Entertainment Studio announced Tuesday that a reimagined version, reimagined, uh, version of the award-winning UPN single camera series Everybody Hates Chris has been greenlit for both Paramount Plus and Comedy Central. Like the previous series, which aired on the CW, Everybody Still Hates Chris follows Rock's teen years with the Saturday Night Live alum leading his voice as narrator. Now, set in the late 1980s, Brooklyn Rock is also on board to executive produce the show alongside King of the Hill and South Park veteran Sanjay Shah. Their original series, which premiered in 2005, starred recent Emmy Award nominees Tyler James, Williams, uh, Terry Crews, uh, Tashina Arnold, Tequan Richard, I'm sorry, Richmond, and Imani Hakim. The half-hour comedy ran for 88 episodes and became a critical darling. MTV Entertainment Studios already have a growing slate of adult animated shows, including South Park, the new Beavis and Butthead, and Jody, the animated Daria spinoff movie with a blackish actress, 
uh, Tracy Ellis Ross voicing the Tyler role. Kenan Thompson will receive his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on August the 11th. The history-making Saturday Night Live star will be honored with the 2,728th star from the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. The ceremony will take place on Hollywood Boulevard, where his star will be placed next to one name for his longtime SNL boss, Lorne Michaels. Thompson holds the distinction of being the longest-running Saturday Night Live cast member. The former Nickelodeon star and 2020 White Correspondent Dinner host joined the cast of the uh, sketch comedy series in 2003. Um, I'm sorry, that should be 2020 White House Correspondent Dinner host. The 44-year-old Emmy Award dinner uh, winner name was included as part of the TV category alongside Regina King, Byron Allen, Holly Robinson, Pete, and Michael Strahan when the honorees were first announced last year. And upon hearing the June 2021 news, Thompson shared on Instagram that he was completely humbled and thanked everyone who enjoyed his work for nearly 30 years. Hollywood Chamber of the Commerce Chair Lupita sanchez Carnet. Penejo uh, will emcee the star unveiling, which will also include Thompson's former Saturday Night Live cronies, J.B. Smooth and Leslie Jones in attendance. The event will be streamed live exclusively at walkoffame.com. Speaking of Keenan, um, Saturday Night Live has been on the air for 47 years, just three years short of hitting the five-decade milestone. And while some can't begin to fathom NBC without the late-night sketch comedy show in their arsenal of shows, Keenan Thompson believed the end is near. And for the season two premiere of Comedy Central Hell of a Week with Charlemagne the God, Charlemagne questioned the longest tenured comedian about the variety show and the rumors that it could be ending with this 50th season. The Keenan star played coy at first, dodging the rumor mill initially, but then began to offer his thoughts on the matter. He expressed he believes the rumor couldn't be genuine with Lauren Michaels, SNL creator and executive producer, potentially calling it quits. Thompson expressed that if Michael stepped away, it would be time to stop before the show tarnishes its legacy. CBS Morning first discussed Lauren and Michael's potential decision to step away from SNL in December of 2021. Michaels told Gail King that nothing was out of bounds and it could be a really good time to leave once the series reached its 50th anniversary. Right now, um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. We have 18 minutes after the hour. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you'd like to know more about the show, just follow us on social media. We have a fan page. Go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertainment 1. That's T-H-A-T-S Entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, like the high heel shoe. That's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. A country music star Kenny Chesney is mourning the death of a fan whom police say fell from an escalator at his concert in Denver on Saturday. The incident occurred shortly before 11 p.m. local time when the woman sat on the railing of an escalator at Empower Field and fell. And this was according to the Denver Post, according to 
police records. Now, Chesney told the newspaper in a statement calling her death heartbreaking. Chesney said, quote, life is precious. Sharing music brings us together, and that love we share makes us so much more. For the lady who came to share that love, there are no words. For her friends and family laws, I agree with them and for them, unquote. Denver Police Spokesman Nate McGee said that the fall appeared to be an accident, not the result of a woman being pushed, according to the Denver Post. He also said he didn't know how far she fell or whether alcohol was a factor. The fall happened at the end of the concert, uh, Empower Field had said, and Chesney, a six-time Grammy nominee, is in the middle of his Here and Now tour. You got to be careful. I mean, you know what they say, do not uh, sit on the uh, escalator railing because there is a chance you could fall and get hurt. Uh, There's a a very infamous video uh, on social media, and it looked like it took place at the Lexington Avenue station in New York City because uh, the Lexington Avenue station, if you've ever been, and New Yorkers know what I'm talking about, if you've ever been in that subway station, it has, I think it has one of the longest escalation. I mean, the station is it's really deep, so it goes like, like an uphill slant. Anyway, there was a video where a guy was, um, he had sat on the escalator uh uh, the rail um, and and mind you there's one escalator going up and the one going down and he was on the one going down and he lost his balance and when he lost his balance he was running down the escalator I mean it was he was coming in fast and he ended up falling and um he and everybody was looking at him. No, you know what? He was on, the people were going up. He was riding it going down on the escalator that was going up. So he was sitting on the actual rail. Here's the escalator going up. He's riding on it, and then he jumps and falls. No, he jumps off, loses his balance, and when he's he's trying to catch himself, but he can't because he's running. And with the gravity pulling him down, he can't stop. He's coming in fast. And then, bam, he falls down, and everybody's looking down and looking at him. So, yeah, you can't be riding the the railings of these Escalade because it's too dangerous. Um, Sorry to hear about this woman who lost her life behind this. Um, Nichelle Nichols. The groundbreaking actors who played Lieutenant Aurora on the original Star Trek series died on Sunday, July 31st at the age of 89. Uh, Nichols' death was confirmed by her son, Kyle Johnson, on her website. Now, Johnson said that his mother died of natural causes. Johnson said that his mother's life was well-lived and as such a model for everyone, he asked for privacy for the family. Nichols and her Star Trek character, Aurora, uh, uh, broke barriers as one of the first black female leads on television. Nichols was born in Illinois as Grace Nichols. She was discovered in Chicago by composer and musician Duke Ellington as a teenager while working as a dancer and choreographer, according to the National Space Society, for which Nichols was on board of Governors. 
and prior to appearing in Star Trek, Nichols was an accomplished dancer but only had a handful of acting roles. Nichols appeared on Star Trek in his debut season in 1966. Uh, initially, she considered leaving the show, feeling her character lacked depth. However, after meeting Martin Luther King Jr., who was a fan of the show, she decided to stay. Rod Roddenberry, who is the executive producer of the current uh, iterations of Star Trek and son of the show's creator, Gene Roddenberry, worked alongside Nichols to give Yora a, a revolutionary authority and dominance, something that not seen prior in that era of television. One moment that broke boundaries in 1968 was the kiss between Nichols, uh, Yora, character and and of William Shatner's Captain James T. Kirk on the episode of uh, Plato's Stepchildren. The episode helped to reshape what viewers thought as an exceptional on television and was an early statement about the acceptance of interracial marriages. After the original Star Trek uh, ended, uh, Nichols became a spokesperson for NASA. According to her website, she helped recruit astronauts and appeared in PSAs. NASA credit Nichols with helping to recruit Sally Ride and Frederick Gregory, according to the Los Angeles Times. On Sunday, NASA memorialized Nichols as a global inspiration who helped it involved. And following news of her death, co-stars and admirers alike mourn her loss. Harry Styles uh, has reportedly uh signed a five-film deal with Marvel Studios worth $100 million to play uh, eternal character Eros. Having portrayed the same character at the end of 2021, The Eternals, the former One Direction singer was said to have been in talks with executives to continue talking on Thanos, uh, on, to continue taking on Thanos' brother, who is also known as Star Fox. On Friday night, July 29th, sources in Los Angeles told The Sun that the studio is optioning Harry for as many as five projects. Marvel Studios president uh, Kevin uh, Feige uh, confirmed Harry will feature in a movie alongside Internals Pip the Troll at 2022's Comic-Con in San Diego. He has also revealed plans that are already in place for two new phases of franchises and spinoffs of the comic book world. An L.A. film consultant told The Sun, quote, that Harry was in Marvel's sight for the last 18 months. Not only is he the biggest pop star of the moment, his star is so huge it transcends just film and music. Harry has the Midas touch and will be a huge deal bringing in different demographics and showing older comic book fans his talent. For Harry and his handlers, it was all about whether the project and the feel of the movie being right. The casting news came after Harry's film, Don't Worry Darling, on the set of which he found love with director Olivia Wilde, is set to premiere at the Venice Film Festival in September. His romantic drama, My Policeman, is also set for a world premiere at the Toronto Film Festival that same month. And the release of Creed Three has been delayed until 2023. The third movie in the Rocky spinoff series has initially been due to hit theaters in November, but the film launch date has been pushed back by four months, and the boxing epic is now slated uh, for release in March of 2023. Uh, Variety 
uh, reports that the release of Cree 3 uh, has shifted from uh, November 23rd to a new slot on March 3rd, 2023. Now, the previous November release date meant that Creed 3 would have opened just 12 days after the superhero sequel, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Now the movie will face a box office battle with Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, while another superhero film, Aquaman and the Last and the Lost Kingdom, will land in theaters 14 days later. Uh, the third Creed film star, Michael B. Jordan, as Adonis Creed, the son of Apollo Creed, who was the rival of Sylvester Stallone character, Rocky Balboa. Jordan has also made his directorial debut by taking charge of the movie, which also stars Tessa Thompson and Felicia Rashad. However, Creed III will be the first film in the boxing series not to feature Stallone, who made appearances in the previous two Creed films, as well as six Rocky movies. Right now we have here uh, 26 minutes after the hour. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, well, in the next half hour I'm going to tell you um, the movie DC League of Super Pets has conquered the box office. Uh, I'll tell you uh, how much money it brought in in its first weekend in North America. Uh, the film Batgirl has been canceled and won't be shown anywhere. I'll tell you what happened, why it's no longer going to be uh, in the movie theater. And the legendary Chuck D has joined forces with PBS and BBC Studios to bring hip-hop story to the small screen. And Nicki Minaj revealed the long-awaited trailer for her six-part documentary series, simply called Nicki. And Netflix has released a colorful trailer for the upcoming film, Me Time. All those stories and more are coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere.
jig king, me my mix that fit bag. Want to get bang, most in tight, yeah, among the kids again, niggas with tack. Don't run, get some your weak tag, get them cheap bag, give it five bags on the bit, touch your drink, yeah, and I'm a drink, yeah, it's big bang, but you rip man, check it, fuck, son, it's just done. Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we got 26 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the first single off of BTS star J-Hope's new album Jack in the Box and more. You know, J-Hope has made history as the first South Korean artist to headline Lollapalooza. Um, The 28-year-old singer stole the show as he topped the bill at Chicago's Grant Park on Sunday night, July 31st, marking the first solo live performance by a member of the boy band since they announced they are focusing on their own projects for the time being. J-Hope stormed through an 18-song set list on the Bud Light Seltzer stage, including songs from his debut album, again, Jack in the Box, and a special guest appearance from Becky G to perform their single, Chicken Noodle Soup. He also performed uh, several BTS tracks, including a summary remix of the mega hit Dynamite. At one point, uh, J-Hope told the crowd that he said, quote, I pour my heart and soul into my music. Uh, fellow K-pop stars Tomorrow and Together also made their U.S. festival debut the day before. Uh, the event founder, um, Perry Farrell, had said in a statement regarding the addition of J-Hope and Tomorrow and Together to the bill. J-Hope and Tex were added after uh, Doja Cat canceled her performance at the festival due to her her recovering from tonsil surgery. The 26-year-old pop star ended up in the hospital to have an abscess removed from her left tonsil. Uh, the Kiss Me More single also canceled her support slot on the weekend's tour. The likes of Metallica, Dua Lipa, J. Cole, and Green Day were the co-headliners across the four-day event. Um, I got to say, I'm proud of you, J-Hope. J-Hope did the damn thing. He did the damn thing. 
he was he was he was amazing. He was fantastic. I I enjoyed it. I heard that people who were uh, there to uh, who got tickets to his show were there since five o'clock in that morning. Wow, wow. Um, before I went to the music break, I was going to tell you that um, <clears throat> excuse me, the DC League of Super Pets has conquered the box office. The animated adventure about the four-legged friends of legendary superhero easily topped the chart with a modest debut of an estimated $23 million from 4,000 theaters in North America. The superhero comedy film powered through this sluggish week despite its uh, mediocre start, given the film $90 million price tag. It failed to continue the positive trend shown by other kid-friendly movies such as Pixar's uh, Lightyear, which debuted to $51 million, and Universal Minions, The Ride of Gru, which opened to a strong $107 million, which gave hope of the return of parents and their kids to theaters following the COVID-19 pandemic. DC League of Super Pets, which boasts uh, such A-listers as Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart, Kate McKinnon, John Krasinski, and Keanu Reeves in the voice cast actually receiving mostly positive reviews from critics with an average rating of 6.4 out of 10. It echoes the audience reception as they gave the film an average grade of A- on an A-plus to F scale. And this is according to Cinema Score. And despite the soft debut, DC League of Super Pets managed to knock down last week's champion, Nope, to the runner-up place. The third feature film and latest horror flick from Jordan Peele added an estimated $18.5 million, dropping 58.2% from its first weekend. Thor Love and Thunder is also down one place to number three with approximately $13.1 million. It has now collected $301.5 million domestically and $360.9 million in other territories for a worldwide total of $662.4 million. Minions Arrive of Groove fall to number four with an estimated $10.9 million, while Top Gun Maverick maintained its position at number five with approximately $8.2 million. The Batgirl film has been canceled and won't be shown anywhere. Warner Brothers shelved the entire project as part of a corporate restructuring of uh, this what Variety reported on Tuesday. Leslie Grace, the Bronx-born breakout star of In the Heights, was supposed to star in the title role and shared a first look at the costume back in January. Batgirl cost $90 million to make and was in post-production but was axed anyway, according to Variety. The film was made specifically for HBO Max, but after Warner Media and Discover merged, the new leadership reportedly didn't want streaming-only fans. The decision to cancel Batgirl was not based on the quality of the film, Variety reported. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery also pulled the plug on other streaming-only films, the animated Scooby-Doo sequel, Scooby, Holiday Hunt, Haunt, and along with Grace, Batgirl was supposed to star Ivory Aquino, uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, Brendan Fraser, and Michael Keaton as Batman. Aquino was set to play Batgirl's friend, Alicia Yo, who wouldn't have been the first trans character in a live-action DC film. The legendary Chuck G has joined forces with PBS and BBC Studios to bring hip-hop stories to the small screen. The four-part docuseries titled Fight the Power, How Hip-Hop Changed the World, will be developed by the rap legend and his manager, Lori Bugla. 
and will premiere on January 31st, 2023, announced the network. Fight the Power, How Hip-Hop Changed the World will transport audiences back to hip-hop inception and document the genre's steps in revolutionizing and challenging America's history over four decades. And according to the press release received by Vive, the PBS docuseries will feature first-hand accounts from the culture's most prominent and brightest stars, including Ice-T, Fat Joe, Run DMC, MC Light, Will I Am, Lupe Fiasco, and more, as the production unpacks how hip-hop grew into the voice of America's counterculture. Public Enemy legendary frontman spoke about the project and the vital role hip-hop had played in America's complicated history. The MC detailed the genre dedication to the truth and how the music set the foundation for media today. The Chuck D. and Bula executive produced series Fight the Power, How Hip-Hop Changed the World, is also produced by BBC Studio for BBC for PBS and BBC Music. The documentary uh, air broadcast on all stations branded PBS platform, including the PBS.org and the PBS video app. Nicki Minaj revealed the long-awaited trailer for her six-part documentary series, Nicki. On Thursday, July 28, the rap queen shared her project teaser on Instagram and revealed that it will arrive sooner rather than later. She explained in her post caption saying, quote, I took some time to perfect this very intimate, delicate, electrifying, inspiring body of work. As I decide on a home for this project, I can't help but reflect on what I'm including in this doc. Some things are so personal, it's scary. It's like nothing you've seen before, and I need it to be handled with care, unquote. The release date to the Raps Queen Bronze Studio produced project has not been announced, but is expected to arrive soon. While fans wait for the documentary premiere date, they can see her live on stage. She is scheduled to headline Rolling uh, Loud New York during the three-day festival in the very city that made her into one of the hip-hop greats. Queens, New York. Nicki Minaj is also set to perform at the 2022 iHeartRadio Music Festival at Las Vegas, T-Mobile Arena during the same weekend. Netflix has released a colorful trailer for the upcoming film, Me Time. The comedy stars industry veterans Kevin Hart, Regina Hall, and Mark Wahlberg. Hart and Hall will play a married couple while Wahlberg takes the role of the wild best friend. In a short clip of the R-rated movie, audiences are introduced to the main characters as well as the adventurous antics of the two men. When a stay-at-home dad finds himself with some meantime for the first time in years while his wife and kids are away, he reconnects with his former best friend for a wild weekend that nearly upends his life. Me Time was first teased by Kevin Hart back in April on social media. The movie is one of four films included as part of Hart's current contract with Netflix, which he inked in January of 2021. And according to Vulture, Hart's company, Heartbeat Production, also signed on to have a first-look film-producing deal with Netflix as part of the deal. Me Time is set to debut on August 26th on the streaming platform. Right now we have 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to also take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. (laughs) 
That was new music from Jackson Wang and Cruel. Right now we have 13 minutes left remaining in the show, and for the last remaining stories of the day, Missy Elliott is lending her iconic voice to Cartoon Network Craig of the Creek. According to Deadline, the hip-hop veteran will guest star as Carla Fraser, the 1989 Double Dutch champion, and rival to main character Craig's mother, Nicole. In the episode titled The Jump Ball, Craig challenged a group of Creek kids to a Double Dutch jump rope competition, even though he has no idea how to play the rhythmic game. Although the Super Duper Fly Pioneer is bringing a fictional character to life, the Craig of the Creek series pay homage to Missy during its series, no, I'm sorry, during its season three Halloween special. In the animated series Trick or Creek episode, the Williams family dressed up for the fall holiday with Nicole in costume as Missy Elliott from the Rain Super Duper Fly music video. In January, Craig of the Creek was renewed for a fifth season as a preschool spinoff series. Jessica Big Little World and an original animated movie, Craig of the Creek the movie, the film as well as season five are expected to premiere in 2023. Lupe Fiasco is uh, commemorating the cool 15th anniversary with a five-city American tour. The food and liquor MC is set to bring the sophomore album on the road this fall as he kicks off the mini tour on September 7th in New York City. Fiasco announced that the tour on his Instagram and unveiled it will move from Washington, D.C., Boston, San Francisco, and ends in Los Angeles on October 1st. The cool will celebrate its 15th anniversary on December 18th. As per the outlet, Lupe's sophomore effort uh, debuted at number 15 on the Billboard 200 chart, selling 143,000 copies in its inaugural week. In addition, the Recording Industry Association of America certified the cool gold in 2018. The Chicago-based MC recently released Drill Music in Zion on June 24th. The album featured guest appearance from Aisha Jaco and Nayira across the uh, Quick 10-track LP. Tickets for the Cool Mini Tour are available for purchases over on Lupe's official website. Meek Mill is making his return to music and uh, making, he's, he's making it known that on Wednesday, July 27, the Philadelphia native took to his social media account to announce that fans can expect to hear new tracks beginning in mid-August with independently released mic tapes starting this fall. Meek Mill's decision to release music independently comes on the heel of the artist leaving Jay-Z's Rock Nation after a decade of collaboration. On July 11, the rapper called growth as the main factor for the business decision. MTV has revealed the full list of nominees for the 2022 Video Music Awards with seven nominations each. Kendrick Lamar, Lil Nas X, and Jack Harlow lead the pack among all genres with Kate Dot being nominated for the first time since 2018. The aforementioned group of artists is closely followed by Doja Cat and Harry Styles, who boast six nods each, as well as Billie Eilish, Drake, Dua Lipa, Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, and The Weeknd, who all earned five nominations. Twenty-six artists are up for their first VMA trophies, including Baby Kim, Thames, Jid, and Money 
long. The 2022 VMAs are set to broadcast live on Sunday, August 28th from the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. The annual award show will air on MTV as well as BET, BET Her, CMT, Comedy Central, Logo, MTV2, Nickelodeon, Paramount Network, Pop, TV Land, VH1, and for the third year on the CW Network. Fans can vote in 22 uh, gender-neutral categories, including Video of the Year, Artist of the Year, Best Collaboration, and two all-new categories, Best Long-Form Video and Best Metaverse Performance. Votes will be counted until August 19th. The 2022 VMA's hosts, performers, announcers, and nominees for social categories, including Group of the Year and Song of Summer, will be announced at a later date. Lizzo has reached another career milestone. The singer's latest single, About Damn Time, has claimed the number one spot on Billboard's Hot 100 chart for the week ending on July 30, 2022. Since its debut at number 50 in April, the high-energy pop track climbed steadily to the peak position after 14 weeks. The latest feat marks Lizzo's first chopping top record since 2019, Truth Hurts, which kept Lizzo at number one for seven weeks. Um, About Damn Time is the second track on Lizzo's album Special, which was officially released on July 15. The album itself debuted at number two on Billboard 200 chart with an equivalence of 69,000 sales, including 37 million streams and 39,000 copies sold, marking the the highest charting album of her career. Additionally, Special is reportedly the highest charting album released by a woman this year and holds the record for the longest weeks by units earned among all albums released by women in 2022. Go ahead, Lizzo. Travis Scott has some great news for his fans. On Monday, August 1st, the sicko mode hitmaker announced that he will kick off a seven-night residency at Las Vegas' uh, Zoke nightclub next month. Titled Road to Utopia, the residency will start on September 17. A statement from Resort World described the upcoming show as a a mind-bending, first-of-its-kind nightclub residency experience. The Las Vegas residency will take place ahead of Travis' headlining set at the Primavera Sound Festival. In April, it was announced that the Goosebumps Spitter will perform in front of more than 100,000 people at the South America Music Show. He will kick off his set on November 6th alongside Lord in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Eminem has a special treat for fans. On Monday, August 1st, Slim Shady finally unveiled the unreleased music video for his 2009 single, Crack a Bottle, which featured collaborations from Dr. Dre and 50 Cent. The 49-year-old-born Marshall Bruce Mathers III shared the announcement on Instagram, sharing a teaser from the visual he penned saying, quote, unlock from the Shady Vault, unreleased, hashtag crack a bottle music video, hashtag CC2 out Friday, link in bio, unquote. Crack a bottle was initially dropped in 2009 as a lead single for Eminem's sixth studio album, Relapse. As for the music video, it arrived ahead of the release of the rapper's new project, Curtain Call 2. The new Greatest Hits collection, which is a follow-up to 2005 Curtain Call, The Hits, will be released on August 5th. Eminem's contribution to uh, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis biopic, The King and I, with CeeLo, which were produced by his longtime collaborator, Dr. Dre, is included in the compilation. 
Justin Bieber is back to work. The Peaches hitmaker hyped up Luca's summer festival as he returned to the stage for the first time since he opened up to the world about his Ramsey Hunt syndrome. On Sunday night, July 31st, the 28-year-old pop star performed at the festival in Italy, and in a video Justin posted from the concert, he could see he could be seen telling the audience that it's so good to be here. The Grammy-winning artist went on to declare that this was his first day back with a huge grin on his face. Justin then explained what the Justice World Tour is all about. He said, quote, as some of you guys know, the Justice Tour is about equality, it's about justice for all, no matter what you look like, no matter your shape, your size, your ethnicity, we're all, we are all the same, we're all one, unquote. Justin's wife, Haley Baldwin, was also there to support him, capturing his performance on her story and writing back, healthy, and his biggest supporter. The 25-year-old model continued to uh, in a follow-up post saying, quote, one thing I know for certain is you can't keep this guy down, unquote. Justin will play shows in Europe, South America, South Africa, the Middle East, Asia, Australia, and New Zealand in the coming months. He returns to Europe in early 2023. He, uh, his postponed North American dates haven't been rescheduled yet. Blackpink will officially release their highly anticipated second studio album, Born Pink, in September. The South Korean girl group comprises of Jenny, Lisa, Jesoo, and Rosé have been long been teasing their comeback, and after debuting the track Ready for Love during the in-game concert, the virtual, on uh, Pug Mobile last month, they confirmed details of their follow-up to 2020's The Album. The title track is set to arrive in August, while the foursome will embark on a world tour in October. A trailer including a brief clip of the song was shared on their YouTube channel. YG Entertainment went on to add their second album will begin a continuous large-scale project, which will extend through the second half of the year. Ryan Tedder, who has co-written and produced hits for the likes of Sir Paul McCarthy, Adele, Beyonce Knows, and Ed Sheeran, had previously teased he had worked with Black Pink on a handful of tracks, but whether any made the final cut is not known at this time. Away from Blackpink, uh, Rosé and Lisa have released solo material, while Jenny boarded the cast of the weekend's upcoming HBO series, The Idol. And Dre has contracted COVID-19 for the second time. The 35-year-old rapper announced he was being forced to postpone his highly anticipated Young Money reunion show, which was initially set to take place on Monday, August 1st, at his OVO festi- uh, Festival in Toronto, OVO Fest. Uh, in a lengthy statement posted on his Instagram ahead of the scheduled gig, he told fans he was truly devastated over the cancellation. Drake first contracted COVID in the summer of 2021. His Young Money reunion show would have marked the first time in seven years Drake would have been joined on stage by Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj days before his second positive COVID diagnosis announcement uh, Drake performed with Nelly Furtado at his OVO Fest in his hometown of Toronto. In August of 2021, the dad of one shared news he had COVID after posting snaps of him with a harp-shaped shaved into his head with his hair slowly regrowing to cover up the pattern. 
Drake shares uh, 4-year-old son Adonis with 33-year-old former partner and ex-adult film performer Sophie Rousseau. Uh, she gave birth to their son Adonis on October 24, 2017, which was also the singer's birthday. Drake finally confirmed rumors he had fathered a child with the former porn star and several songs on his 2018 album, Scorpion. Wow. Uh, we have a minute left. I'd like to thank everybody who tuned in. We tuned in a little late today. Usually we broadcast from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern right here on Block Talk Radio. But I'd like to thank everyone who uh, tuned in today, listened to the show. And uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. We've been, uh, You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Make sure you stay safe. And I'll talk to you next time. Take care.